You are listening to I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dolliman, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Get this rolling. Episode 21. This is I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dollimore, and my beautiful, sweaty, hot co-host sitting across from me is Brittany Page. Literally very hot because it is too hot in Orange County today. It, not to start the show off talking about the weather, but good Lord, this motherfucker was hot. Enough, Santa Ana winds. Enough. Almost 100 degrees today, and it feels like it might be 250 degrees where we're sitting Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, that's very possible. It is not, not pleasant at all. I'm sweating out of everywhere. It's like a river. It is a bad sitch. (laughs) So like I said before, episode 21, our show can now vote. Our little show. It's Mm-mm. growing up. No, I could have voted at 18, episode 18. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody doesn't know stuff. It's hot. You have to excuse me. Mm, the heat. <laughs> it's yes. the heat. It's the heat. Yes. 657-464-7609 is how you reach us telephonically. iTunes and Stitcher is where you reach us to give us glowing praise in the form of a rate and a review. And as always, you can interact with us personally on Facebook and Twitter. We definitely appreciate the contributions, the advice, the help, the rates, and the reviews. Let's move on. Let's do. It has been a busy couple of days since our last meeting, our last show. Donald Sterling, the walking, talking Call him human, if you will, the gift that keeps on goddamn giving. He is turding it up. <laughs> this is a guy that you would expect with the piles of money, his Scrooge McDuck-like fortune. Oh, yes. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> you would expect him to be able to hire a team of lawyers to give him advice. He does not. You would expect him to be able to hire several law uh, f- several firms that handle public relations and crisis management. He would be able he has enough money to clone Mark Garagos and have 20 Mark Garagos eye oh, representing yeah. him. Oh, Garagos eye, that's know, good. You like that? Yeah, like cactus, yeah, cacti. Yeah, yeah. Fungus, fungi. That's precisely what I was doing. Look at you. I know. Woo! <laughs> so he apparently is so Scrooge McDucky that he doesn't want to... He has a kung fu fucking grip <laughs> on the cash, and he doesn't want to let go of one red penny. Yeah. Because he did a he did a he uh, an interview with Anderson Cooper a couple days ago that was just filled with choice nuggets of delicious racism. Yeah. Listen, if you were a... If you're a fan of racism... One, f- fuck you, you should turn off the show. But if you are a fan of racism, this show was, was like a greatest hits album for you. <laughs> God damn. 
and you know in classic form you know he he he's clearly has some intelligence because he amassed a massive you know a couple of billion dollars but he wanted to get his message across and he stayed on message for about 45 seconds oh i was gonna give him like 10 minutes no oh no no it was right after the first answer that he kind of went awry. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I think you're being a little, a little, a little too uh, harsh. Yeah. On good old Donald, Grandpa yeah. Donald. Yeah. Well, let's McDuck. Let's, <laughs> Mr. McDuck. So we'll start with uh, how he started the interview. I made a terrible, terrible mistake, and I'm here with you today to apologize and to ask for forgiveness for all the people that I've hurt. And I've hurt so many people, so many innocent people. And I've hurt myself. You know, I spoke to a girl that I was fond of. And I don't know why I could never, when I listened to that tape, I don't even know how I could say words like that. I'm not a racist. I love people. I always have. But those words came out of my mouth, I guess. He's obviously very old. But <laughs> I, I, did we say that he was on Anderson? He was being interviewed by Anderson yeah, Cooper. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And I'm glad that he just kind of let him keep talking. And it just got worse and worse and worse. It really points to what a skillful interviewer and journalist that Anderson Cooper is because he gave this jackass every inch of rope that he needed to hang himself. For sure. He didn't ask gotcha questions. He didn't try Not to trick all. him into answers. He <laughs> just let this old man blather on out of his blather hole for an hour and, and a half almost. And he started off okay. He was he came to apologize. That's he right. wanted to do the interview because he wanted to apologize. He wanted people to see that he's not a racist. He said he's not racist. I don't know how many times he kept repeating it. And I don't know if it was somewhere around that clip where he teared up and looked directly in the camera. Yeah, it was a little contrived, I a thought. A lot of it was you could tell he's he's just a great actor or just a crazy rabid sociopath. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to tell because he couldn't really, like, open his eyes because of all of his old skin just, you know, <laughs> crushing in on his eyeballs. He's like a champion bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. So it didn't take long for him to start shifting blame. I mean, you start off, if you're apologizing, you're taking the blame on yourself. You're understanding and you're recognizing your fault in this situation. It didn't take this jackass long to start shifting blame on someone else. I don't know why the girl had me say those things. You're saying you were set up. Well, yes, I was baited. I mean, it's not the way I talk. I don't talk about people for one thing, ever. Well, I talk about ideas and other things, but I don't talk about people. It's like he's reading quotes off his fucking MySpace page. People who do this and this... They talk about small people talk about people. Great people talk about ideas. Or what's that quote? I, I have the real quote. Here we go. <laughs> Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Right. Thanks, Isn't it, Eleanor. Yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt. Right. But seriously, well, he's, he's probably old enough to have dated her. Yeah. 
he's also old enough to know that that's BS. Everyone talks about everybody. For sure. At some point in their life. Yeah. And, well, it's obvious that he talks about black people a lot. So. <laughs> well, listen, talking about black people is okay. But talking about black people in the way that he talked about black people isn't the way that black people like to be talked about. Yeah, I'm trying to wonder how <laughs> someone could bait me into saying, don't bring black people around me. Don't associate with black people. I don't know. There's been times where I have been hungry and like you taunt me with like a juicy hamburger, like a, a black label burger from Mineta Tavern in New York City. Yeah. I might get a little racist if mm. I'm that hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he was just super hungry and she had like a bag of Doritos. Yeah. Or she was giving him an offer he can't refuse, which is to fix his droopy eyelids that cover up his <laughs> eyeballs. I'm really concerned about it. I'm sorry. He seriously is like, you don't expect his voice to be, I don't know what's going on. You don't expect him to sound all craggly. You expect the voice to be, I don't know why that's happening. <laughs> Droopy dog. She set me up. Oh, what a minx me. <laughs> that is definitely what I expect, yes. I'm so sorry I said those hateful things. You know, he would be far more likable if he talked like Droopy Dog. I, I agree. I think that would be maybe a good strategy for him. So he he then, he was never really super combative during the interview, especially to Anderson. He tried to... He tried to be kind of bantery with with Anderson. At one point, apparently he doesn't know enough about Anderson to know that he's uh, gay. And what did he say about... He asked him if he... Did you ever like a girl? Did you ever feel jealous and not oh, want her right, around right, other right. guys? And <laughs> Anderson kept a straight face, but he's probably thinking, what the hell is wrong with this guy? He's not up to date on world affairs. Right, right. Or at least Anderson Cooper affairs. So he, this is the most combative he got during the entire interview. You, I think you, you have more of a, a, a plantation mentality than I do. You know what? It's, and I think you're more of a racist than I am. I'll because say. I'm not a racist, and I've never been a racist, I'll never be a racist. I think... Oh, hey, sorry, sorry. I think you're more <laughs> of a racist than I am, everybody. Well, um, why is that? Because I'll never be a racist. I know, it doesn't even make sense. What is he talking about? <laughs> Telling Anderson Cooper that Anderson Cooper has more of a plantation mentality than he has? <laughs> he doesn't even know he's gay, but he knows that Anderson's a racist? Well, What's going on? It really just goes to show, and to, it really illustrates just exactly how fucking out of touch this loon is. Yeah. Listen, I, it's kind of expected for someone to be super, super wealthy to be a little bit out of touch. When, I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't think that not everybody is like Bill Gates and philanthropic to the t nth degree. Well, it's like asking rich people how much a gallon of milk is and yeah, they don't know. Yeah, kind of like that. But to be a billionaire, this guy's worth over $2,000 million. He's worth a lot of money. So I could understand that he's a little bit out of touch. It's the same thing as when he called her a street person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Meaning she's a normal person from the streets. Yeah. <laughs> but she's a street person. He just... He might as well have said hood rat. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so he's so out of touch. But this next clip really goes to illustrate just how fucking out of touch this guy is. He is... He's deluded... He's either a liar or he's completely deluded to say that 
the sponsors and the players and the fans and the fans still love him. The players don't hate me. The sponsors don't hate me. You don't believe the, the players. fans don't hate me. The media hates the media. It's all the media pushing it. You really, I mean, really honestly, you really believe that? I just believe it a hundred percent. I believe it a hundred percent. People call me by the thousands, and give me support. You don't think they players, don't say I should have said that? You don't think the players don't like you when the when the Clippers when your team? Why took wouldn't off, they like their me dr- when I'm respectful and I'm, I, and I when treat they, them with when dignity. they were. I wonder who's calling him, giving him support. It's very obvious that he has not searched the Donald Sterling hashtag on Twitter or Facebook. (laughs) Because I don't know where he's getting his information. Well, I love that it's the classic, oh, it's the media. Oh, sorry. It's the media. (laughs) Everybody, it's the media. They're trying to destroy me. He's doing this media, media thing. And then also, why would they hate me when I respect them? Are you kidding? In what fucking world is don't bring black people to my games respectful? And do you have to associate with them? You're supposed to be a delicate white girl or a delicate Latina. What? Every And also, this is the other thing, and this might be just generational, that he's an old cunt codger. Oop. That was the first time that word was dropped on the show. Sorry about that, everybody. Oh, dear. Maybe the floodgates are opened. <laughs> Uh oh. Droopy dog just brings it out of me. So. Maybe it's the heat. It's all the media. It's all the media. It seems to me that he brings up everything's a. He segments everybody. I'm a Jew, the blacks, the, the, the Hispanics. Everybody has to be in their own particular group. That might be generational, so I'm not going to shit on the guy for that. But. Well, you kind of have to do that because. It's not the way things are anymore. Yeah. It's not really the way things should be. Yeah, it shouldn't be and, white or black or rich or poor. And we've talked about how you can't just say, oh, it's his generation. Uh, yeah, we don't care if it's your generation. How about that? So he goes on, and and his argument and his apology, if it hasn't already fallen apart, really, really starts falling apart because he starts, if I said anything, Ryan, I'm sorry. Oh, you know... I, Oh, those terrible things I said. He went from all that to, if I said anything wrong, I'm sorry. I don't give interviews. The only one that I know that I talk to is Magic Johnson. You you have talked to him? Twice. And then, yeah, he's... Did you apologize? He knew him? the girl, he said. He knew the girl well. He Did you apologize to him? Or? Well, uh, if I said anything wrong, I'm sorry. He's a good person, and he, what am I going to say? Has he done everything he can do to help minorities? I don't think so. But I'll say it, I'll say it, you know, he's great. But I, I, I just don't think he is a good example for the children of Los Angeles. He said magic is great like he had a fucking gun to his head. Like, yeah. he, like he's holding the USA Today like a hostage video. Yeah. He clearly doesn't really have that much respect for Magic Johnson. Yeah, that, that he had a hard time getting those words to come out of his face. It, it's, it's very also very weird that he's like, look, magic is great. And then the very next thing, what am I going to say? 
Has he done everything he can do? Yeah. He's it, great, but what has he really done? No one cares. It's it's remarkable that he's not he's clearly not listening to the words that are falling out of his face. Yes. His old, fat, wrinkly face. That's lacking eyeballs because they're being covered by loose floppity skin it, it is floppity is a very apt description of what's going on with his face yeah you, you could like uh play with his bags you could you know put your finger under him and kind of oh which, i didn't mean it like bags? that no <laughs> like his bean bag as soon as i saw your face i knew i had said something wrong i meant tickle his under eye bags his oh yeah Think, what is this? Turn think, it into that pornographic book? I think Brittany has a thing for Donald Scrooge McDuck Sterling. I most definitely do not. You're going to have to dig your way out of that one. I'm not sure. So he goes on, and this is where it turned. He went from Magic is a wonderful individual, Magic Johnson, if you don't know, a Hall of Fame NBA basketball player, used to play for the Los Angeles Lakers, arguably a top five greatest basketball player to ever pick up a basketball. A wonderful, wonderful basketball player. You know, he had some did indiscretions relative to his marriage and his vows and cheated on his wife, and that's fucking terrible. But I would say getting AIDS is about as much punishment as a guy deserves for that. So he's... HIV. He, he's paid his debt. I'm sorry. Yeah, he contracted the HIV virus. Um, so apparently... Don't turn into Donald Sterling. Apparently that, ter- that makes him a person who is no longer able to be a public uh, personality. Yeah. So the onslaught of insanity continues. No, but I, I, I mean, here is a man who's... I don't know if I say this. He, he acts so holy. I mean, he, he made love to every girl in every city in, in America, and he had AIDS. And when he had those AIDS, I went to my synagogue and I prayed for him. I hoped he could live and be well. Okay, before we discuss when he had those AIDS, before we discuss that <laughs> phrase, I just want to go back. I know it's unbelievable, but I just want to go back. Oh. And I love how Donald Sterling has the audacity to say. And when he had those AIDS. That he was going to all these cities and sleeping with all these women. No, no, no. Not all these cities. He slept with all the women in every city in America. Yeah. he has Every the, single city in America. Donald Sterling has the audacity to talk about Magic Johnson cheating on his wife. Donald Sterling is still married. Yeah. Right now, to today. His, to a woman for 50 years. And who exposed him? Oh, that V. Stiviano chick that he is not going to discuss details with because he's a gentleman. Yeah, he, he did say that But early. he was, he, you know, <laughs> that tape that he released or whatever, he's talking about how he wants to be I'm, with her. He's I'm jealous, trying to, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to get with her. Yeah, we know what was going on there, guy. Uh, and you are going to talk about someone else cheating on their wife? Come on. But... The funniest thing about that is definitely... And when he had those AIDS... When he, when he got the AIDS. Unbelievable. <laughs> when he had those AIDS. And when he had those AIDS. When he had those AIDS. Those AIDS. Like there are a group of individuals who help him with projects. Yeah. And when he had those AIDS. 
Well, it, it continues. What has he done? Can you tell me? Big Magic Johnson, what has he done? Well, yes, he's a business person. He, uh, he's got AIDS. Did he do any business? I like, did he help anybody in South L.A.? Well, I think he has HIV. He doesn't actually have full-blown AIDS. Right? Uh, well, what kind of a guy goes to every city, has sex with every girl, then he catches HIV? And uh, Is that someone we want to respect and, and tell our kids about? I love how Anderson was asking him a legitimate question or answering a legitimate question saying, well, he's a businessman and he immediately interrupts. He's got AIDS. Yeah. What? <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to tell you what he's done. The only thing he's done is not have AIDS. So, um, yeah. Oh, Mr. Irving Magic Johnson. Great. Have a seat. Uh, thanks for coming to the interview. Um, did you bring your resume? Yeah. Oh, let me look at that. Oh, OK. Yeah. Great. Uh, basketball pro Hall of Fame. Own the Dodgers. Um, do you have a list of references? Okay, you do. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I see here you've left a couple things out. It doesn't say whether or not you have AIDS. <laughs> He's got AIDS. He's got AIDS. So we're going to have to have you complete the application yeah. before you, you're considered for the, the yeah. position. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand Donald Sterling's thoughts on this matter at all. I don't understand the audacity and the decision-making, the terrible decision-making, to sit down with Anderson Cooper. You're not sitting down with some softball question guy. You're not sitting down with Larry King. You're sitting down with Anderson Cooper, who's going to ask real questions. He's not going to toss you up softballs. Yeah. <sighs> Unbelievable. So, it finishes out, I mean, beyond the craziness that that he's already espoused. It finishes out with just delicious choice racism. So much racism that he catches himself and stops from really pushing himself over the fucking cliff. Yeah, it's great. The Jewish people have a company and it's for people who want to borrow money and no interest. They want to give them a fish pole, fishing pole. We want to help people. If they don't have the money, we'll loan it to you. You don't have interest, one day you'll pay us back. Sir, I, are, I'm just telling you, he does nothing. It's sir, all talk. Are, so are you saying that African Americans don't contribute to their to African American communities as much as Jewish There's people? There's no African American. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I didn't. That was the first time that he actually put thoughts in his head before yeah. he spoke. Shut his fucking mouth. And he realized, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't say this. He's not happy about it, though, having to shut up. He he reminds me of Cur Colonel, what, what's his name, in, uh, in uh, A Few Good Men, the Jack Nicholson character. I don't know the character's name. Jessup. Colonel Jessup. He's the you-can't-handle-the-truth guy. It, it's the whole legal defense that they come up with in the movie to get he he goes i think he wants to take the stand i think he wants to testify you need me on that wall you want me on that wall he, this guy this jackass scrooge mcduck he wants to say this things he he's not ashamed of having these feelings he feels entitled to this bigotry and he thinks he's right he wants to say these things so it's it takes a lot of work on his part to keep his flapping fucking mouth closed. 
Evidently, that's that's the case. You know, what I found interesting about this is when the news first broke about Donald Sterling, the first tape being released, the first recording, mm-hmm. the Vista Viano, yeah, yeah. there were so many people defending him. Yeah. I mean, all well, over social media. It, it was it was it was a, a, a defense of Donald Sterling under the guise and under the cover of, well, should he really be punished for a private conversation? Yeah. And well, where are all those fucking people now? Well, yeah, because now he's made his private thoughts and his private conversation public. And now they don't have a defense. So well, they're, it's, they're also not on Facebook running their mouths about private conversation, private conversation. That's the thing. I didn't see any posts in defense of Donald Sterling yeah. the night that Anderson did this interview with him. And I thought that was pretty funny. Well... It's telling. It's because I never, well, one, I never understood at all the private conversation thing. Yeah. Because like I said, if it was a private conversation, we wouldn't fucking know about it. Yeah. It's not a private conversation. It's clearly now a public, it's in the public domain. Be more careful. Yeah. Don't say shit. Well, in all the freedom of speech, they were all doing the freedom of speech argument too. And it always comes down to that. And they were doing it again this morning when a a football player got in trouble for tweeting his thoughts about Michael Sam. Yeah. And he got punished by the NFL for h- tweeting what he tweeted. And everybody always runs to this, well, it's the freedom of speech. It's the freedom of speech. Well, these companies are going to handle employment issues, how they're going to handle Listen, it. I am certain that Florida, that player was a Miami Dolphin. And I am certain that Florida is what's called an at-will employment state. Now, he's under contract, so at-will doesn't necessarily apply. But they have the leeway in the league through his contract, his employment contract, to levy sanctions against him. And there's also moral turpitude clauses. There's morality clauses in these contracts. You can't just go out and do all – that's how Tiger Woods – was able to lose his sponsorship and his contracts with American Express and all those because of those morality clauses. Yeah. So it's not just freedom of speech. It's also a business decision that these these teams who have fan bases that they don't want to lose because they are a fucking gold mine because pro sports is a billion-dollar industry. Yeah, for sure. They have the right to fire someone. They have the right to sanction someone. If you work for J.C. Penney... And on your private time, you're marching in KKK rallies and it becomes public and it's going to tarnish that company's image. They have the right to say, yeah, you know what? You're causing us problems. You need to knock that shit off. Yeah. It's not the government coming in and saying, hey, Donald Sterling, we're going to make you no longer own the Clippers. We're going to do something to take away your ownership. It's not the government coming in and saying, oh, hey, guy who trash talks Michael Sam and is a bigot. We are going to take your job away from you. The government isn't doing that. It's the business. Right. So freedom of speech, not the argument here. And I listen, I, that player, and I, his name is escaping me. Um, I can't think of who, what his name is. He typed or he tweeted horrible um, an OMG, like he's a fucking California surfer girl or something. But he won. I think that the, the the Miami Dolphins has an issue on their hands relative to personnel. Don Jones. Don Jones, that's right. Uh, I think the Miami Dolphins have an issue on their hands relative to institutional control. 
when with the the incog the the incognito um, issue this last season with hazing that other player, they got a problem on their hands and they need to nip that shit in the bud. And I think that's why they took such harsh harsh action on that guy, because look, if you think it's horrible that they kissed on screen, huh, I, I think you're dumb. But I don't I don't necessarily think that you need to be punished for it. That, that's just my thing. I don't whatever. You're a fucking idiot, but. There's a lot of idiots in the world who have jobs and don't get punished. Yeah, and it's not like Michael Sam is a man and he's capable of having someone say OMG on Twitter and right. horrible right. about him kissing his boyfriend, whatever. A, a tough, gritty, manly NFL player tweeting OMG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking douchebag. But, but, so I don't care about that. But to, because I don't think that's hateful. I just think he's ignorant. Yeah, whatever. Because if someone, were, if, if a man and a woman were to make out, which they didn't, these two didn't, it was a peck at yeah. best. It yeah. was a peck. But if, if someone was to do public displays of affection and it ends up on TV and someone's put off by that, eh, I get it. Fuck, I, I don't agree, but I, you know, I'm not going to shit in your mouth over it. Yeah, you can see the video, by the way, of Michael Sam kissing his boyfriend fact, on our Facebook page. I would suggest that you, if you haven't seen it and you've heard about the, the fervor, we didn't even plan on talking about this. If you if you haven't seen the video, don't just look at the still photo. Because the still photo indicates that it's a longer kiss than it was. Go watch the video and you'll see just how goddamn innocuous it was. Yes. All right. And then go and tweet about how gross it is if you're a douche. If you're a douche, tweet me and tell me how gross it was. Speaking of how gross it was... And staying in L.A., I believe this was in L.A., isn't it? No, oh, Santa Barbara. So, yeah, the, uh, the Los Angeles area. Um, a guy recently, uh, he is a sign install, a, a parking sign installer, like no parking sign. You, I can't do this. You read it. That's your skill set. <laughs> Dan Gredling was contracted to install a sign that posted the 75-minute parking time limit in Santa Barbara. While he was posting the sign, however, a parking attendant came by and gave him a ticket for exceeding the time limit. That's so, right. He was putting up the sign. So he parks in the spot for which he's installing a no parking sign. In fact, he was installing signs for an entire row of spaces. Yeah, he had already installed three of the same signs and he was on his last one. But it was taking a little longer because he had to drill into the concrete for it. Right. So, so while he's parked in the space and he's installing the sign, a cop, or probably a parking attendant, not a, a cop. I mean, they call him an officer. A part, yeah, it's probably not a real cop, though. I don't, I mean, just listen, there's plenty of time to shit on cops. We will do it. Cops should be just thankful we didn't start this show prior to the Kelly Thomas thing because they would be getting shit on a lot. Anyway, I digress. So this parking officer, deputy, whatever, gives this guy a ticket while he's installing the no parking sign. And he actually explains all this to the person and they tell him to fuck off. Apparently, the guy who got the ticket, he said he didn't know what to say. He was dumbfounded. He told the officer, I'm putting these signs up right now. And the officer replied, then you should know you can't park here for more than 75 minutes. Unbelievable. I mean, it's if it weren't so deliciously perfect, 
you would think it was out of a fucking Seinfeld episode or something. Yeah. And then he tried to say, well, I haven't even put the sign up yet for this space. So you can't write me this ticket. And the officer said, yeah, but the signs down there say this block. So you're in violation. So the sign said the whole block. And yeah. Awesome. I I think I would have punched this guy in the face. (laughs) Well, you're assuming it's a guy. You need to check your privilege. It may have been a woman. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I need to check my privilege. Check that privilege. So funny. We'll try to follow up on that and see how that uh, that gets resolved. I'm certain any ju- well, I'd like to say that I'm certain that any judge in their right mind is going to toss this out, but it's California, and insanity rules. Indeed. Moving right along to some tasty, tasty news. We got like a food theme on the show today, with the tasty and the delicious. Yeah, it's probably because we're hungry and dehydrated from the heat. Listen, I've got a glass of bourbon in one hand and a giant glass of ice water in the other. It's the only way to stay cool. The only way. It's the only way. (laughs) Unless unless you're you're uh, of uh, unless you're not of voting age, twenty one. Yes. (laughs) So Hannity last night, or Hannity the other night. Oh God. The Can other I just night. talk about my hate for Hannity oh, for a yeah. second? Please be free. So whenever Hannity's show comes on, it's always like a surprise to me because I forget that he exists regularly. I just try to put it out of my mind. Mm. And as soon as his show pops up and his stupid face is on the screen and I have to hear his voice, I just uh, turn it off, turn it off. I have to immediately have it turned off because it- I can't even have his voice coming through the speakers without enraging me. That's how bad it is. It's funny because a few months ago when the British jackass Pierce Morgan was still on CNN, we used to play this ping pong game when we'd watch the news in the evening or throughout the day like we always do. Every other hour on each network would be a show we didn't want to watch. I think Bill O'Reilly was before Hannity, and sometimes we like to watch Bill O'Reilly. Uh, I think Megan Kelly. Uh, anyway, fuck, I don't know. I, I don't remember the order anymore. So we would, when we got to the Hannity hour, the bummer was that we couldn't switch to like O'Reilly was on at the same time Anderson Cooper. That was it. So we we couldn't. <laughs> what a terrible fucking thirty five forty seconds a minute of this is, and now I'm continuing to talk about how terrible it is without. So anyway, so. When when Hannity would come on, we couldn't switch over to CNN because Pierce Morgan was on. So we just had to not watch news at that segment. It was it was terrible. Yeah. But and we, obviously, you can tell we're equal opportunity news haters. Oh, yeah. It's not just. Well, I have this thing. I was on Reddit today because I posted this video that I took of the TV. <laughs> of Hannity. Yeah, of Hannity. The, the audio that I'm getting ready to play. And I posted it on Reddit, and someone said um, how he j- how it's amusing to him that Hannity just assumes that all atheists are liberals. And I responded to that, and I said, yeah, it is funny. He also, because I'm an atheist and I'm uh, a conservative, I consider myself fairly conservative. But the other thing is, I'm sweating like a pig here. Uh, the other thing is, is that he also assumes that all that there are no atheists in the military. Yeah. But anyway, so let, let's get on with the segment. Here's what happened. There is now a proposal, a request before the Department of Defense 
to provide atheist chaplains or someone in that type of capacity to to units to to troops and of course hannity is opposed to it but i tell you what i'll just let him speak for himself and then uh and then we'll talk about exactly what a profound jackass he is you know, I'm reading the story. A group is preparing to press the, the military for an atheist chaplain. Um, you know, so what I find about the left, and this becomes political for me, is that there's this intolerance towards people that have a faith, that have religions. And so we need equal time. We need fairness. We need this. And I'm thinking. What I love about this is that he's whining about people who want fairness. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that awesome? We need, we want rights. We want fairness. Oh, what terrible assholes they must be to want fairness. Yeah. And he, of course, is going to continue because he loves running his sock. Time. We need fairness. We need this. And I'm thinking, we've got better things to do with our military than to appease those people that have special, unique political agendas just because they're so offended that you have a, a chaplain that are available for men and women that are out there fighting for their country in uniform and, and faith is very important to them. They make a mockery out of it. And I think it's high time we just stand up and say, enough. What about those other women who are fighting for their country and have put on the uniform? who are atheists. I was an, I'm an atheist. I was in the Marine Corps, as you well know, since I bring it up like 20 times an episode. Yeah, you do. <laughs> God, we get it. So what about, what about me? It, the, the problem is, and he goes on, that I didn't, that, that was the, the bulk of the, of the clip. That was about everything that I put on the internet. But the problem with it is, is you can, everybody says, oh, well, they can just go see a psychologist. They, they have psychologists in the military. Yeah, but psychologists aren't attached to individual units. You have a regimental chaplain, and in some cases, a, a battalion-level chaplain, which is a smaller-level unit. So you, it's like having a, a store within a chain, and you have the district of certain of that level of stores, and then you have the region, which has several districts in it. It's kind of like that. So a lot of times, there are chaplains at a smaller unit level that people can go to with emotional distress with issues and they get counseling they get spiritual counseling emotional counseling and a psychologist which is at some naval hospital or some army hospital isn't going to be readily available where a secular chaplain would definitely be able to to meet those needs for a service member who doesn't happen to have faith or happens to be an atheist. Well, and a psychologist isn't going to be there for spiritual needs. Well, it's not necessarily. I, I use spiritual, spiritual um, more colloquially, kind of like Sam Harris would use it. That your your emotional, that larger sense of your health, your your psyche, you know, that which is kind of the role that a a the pastoral role that a, a chaplain, a religious chaplain would would meet in in the in the military yeah just without the science of a psychologist exactly no you're exactly right so someone you could go to and vent and talk to it's first of all sean hannity has zero experience in the military and not to say that if you don't have experience in the military you shouldn't have an opinion but he blathers on about his reverence for the troops and his respect for the for the uniform and then he goes and shits on a massive section 
of our military, those who are non-believers. Yeah, he tries to act like the only people that matter are those people that have faith. No one is saying, let's take away the religious people. Let's take away the pastors. Let's take away the Christianity out of the, the military. No one is saying that. They are saying, let's have an option for atheists, people who don't want to come and talk to a religious individual. Is that right? That's exactly right. And he has an issue with that. Why? If that's what they want, they're fighting for the country. They're exactly what he said about the faith people. They're fighting for the country. They love their country. Shouldn't we support them emotionally as well the same way that we do those who are religious or do atheists not matter apparently they don't well i don't he probably doesn't he's probably still under the 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 misapprehension that there are no atheists in a foxhole that's that's a jackass way to think about things because there are plenty of people who don't believe in god who fight and die valiantly for this country yeah who support and defend the same constitution that this jackhole claims to love and and support yeah well he's just a puppet and he's you know he's it's odd with him because he's clearly a puppet but he's a puppet who wants to be a puppet master he wants to control the dialogue with his fucking hair helmet he does have a hair helmet god he is a, a hateable blockhead He's definitely hateable, especially when he throws that football across the room <laughs> during his show. Oh, God, I hate everything about him. Let, Even let, that, everybody. Let me tell you something. We are shooting ourselves in the collective foot right now relative to getting on some kind of a Fox News contract to do this show. Oh, yeah. I always wanted to be on the five. I forgot about that whole dream so, of mine. So anyway, everybody, we're just kidding about Hannity. He's a super nice guy <laughs> and very smart. He's got his shit together intellectually. There's nothing wrong with Sean Hannity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're liars. Yeah. So I guess, I guess ultimately I'll just sum up my message to Sean Hannity. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, CeeLo. That's, that's coming in handy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so moving on, I guess we're going to stay on uh, that side of the country and uh, because Sean Hannity does his show on the East Coast. A Virginia, a Roanoke County, county supervisor just opened up his fat mouth and inserted his probably size seven foot. Yeah. A group that, that was a small dick joke. <laughs> I, I think we picked up on that. I think we're picking up what you're putting down. A group that lost its U.S. Supreme Court case over prayer at public meetings said recent comments by a Virginia elected official illustrate the risk of allowing such sectarian invocations. Quote, the freedom of religion doesn't mean that every religion has to be heard, said Al Bedrosian, who sits on the Roanoke County Board of Supervisors, quote, if we allow everything, where do you draw the line? Awesome. Al Bagbosian. Bedrosian. Bagbosian. Here's the great thing about what you're saying is if we allow one thing, what, give, give me the quote again. The freedom of religion doesn't mean that every religion has to be heard. If we allow everything, where do you draw the line? You don't allow everything because you allow nothing. Nothing prayer-related 
God related should be in the public arena, in, public meetings. Absolutely. I mean, goddamn, he's answering his own question. His flapping lips should close ever so briefly to ponder the questions that he's raising. Yeah, the Republican said Monday after the high. Oh, wait. A Republican? Mm. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Mm-hmm. I for sure thought he was a Democrat. Oh, yeah. The Republican said Monday after the high court ruled five to four that legislative prayer did not violate the constitutional prohibition on government establishment of religion, that he would not vote to allow non-Christians to deliver invocations. Quote, I think America... Pretty much from founding fathers on, I think, we have to say, more or less, that we're a Christian nation with Christian ideology. Okay, hang on. Bookmark that. I love all this precise absolutism in his language. I think, you know, you kind of have to say, you know, I think. Pretty much. For the most part. More or less. Pretty much. What's great about this is this is Roanoke, so he probably has an accent kind of like. You got a dirty old kind of south town. That's that is that's rich, rich. Brett, contributor to the show, Brett McAfee. Uh, he and I for my birthday one year. He flew out from Sacramento, and we were flew out to where? To oh, I'm sorry, I lived in Virginia for a long time, to Fredericksburg, Virginia, where I my, I owned a house. This is when I worked on Capitol Hill and commuted a, a terrible commute. But Brett and I, and if you're listening, Brett, I, you know what story I'm getting ready to tell. We we went and we got a keg for my birthday party. And while getting the keg at the local market or wherever it was, a, a kid who will in, for perpetu- in perpetuity be known as Pube Boy, a shirtless, shoeless, all he had was a pair of jeans on, which he was wearing. They were riding quite low, Brittany. Uh, I'll just say that. Mm. But this country, this Roanoke country, this area in Virginia is chocked full, filled to the brim with buck-tooth, three-eyed cousin fuckers. Class, class, class. <laughs> Bedrosian continued, quote, If we're a Christian nation, then I would say that we need to move toward our Christian heritage. He describes fr- freedom of religion as a hoax and claimed that the global warming crowd worships the environment as God, the abortionist has the death of unborn babies as their God, Mm. and the homosexuals have sexual freedom as their God. Quote, The real battle is keeping the name of Jesus as Lord. The name Jesus is what makes us Christian people and a Christian nation. This is why we must continue our heritage as a Christian nation and remove all other gods. It's awesome that... One, it's it's kind of a, a person of faith or a person of religion. It's their very narrow outlook that because they have a God, because they have a God, everyone has to have a God. Oh, you, you you're uh, you're homosexual. Oh, your God is your sexuality. Your God is this. Your God is that. It, just because you have a God doesn't mean everyone has to take part in that. So it's just it's it's very telling that he's he's inserting he's imposing better his worldview on everyone else. 
not just through his Jesus prayers, but through his his worldview, his yeah. outlook. Yeah, this is what he intends to do in his position as county supervisor. He says that he would reject any request by any non-Christian adherent to deliver a religious or secular invocation. He says he would say no. He would. He says that does not infringe on their freedom of religion. The truth is they're trying to infringe on his right because he doesn't believe what they believe. <laughs> that is seriously what he says. It's, it's, it's fucking beautiful. So he's using the argument though, that, that other people can use against him. Exactly. But he's too fucking stupid to know it. He, th- this is not a smart man. Listen, if you're listening in Roanoke County, Virginia right now, you need to get this this ass rabbit out of office. Vote this guy out. He's a clown. He clearly does not understand the basic tenets of our Constitution or understand the history of our founding as a nation. He's not fit for public office. Well, and it's just it's interesting to me because atheists and, you know, the humanist organizations they are making this argument, except for it's not in the, it's not in support of any particular faith or worldview. It's in absence of a worldview, a particular wor- worldview being supported. No religion is chosen over the other like this guy. He wants Christianity to be the only one. Right. And he says, well, it, he yeah, says ahead. that he would not let a non-Christian deliver a religious or secular invocation. He would say no and saying no does not infringe on their freedom of religion. It would infringe on his right because he doesn't believe that. Well, then what happens to an atheist hearing a Christian prayer? Right. Well, it's well, well, but an atheist is wrong. He's right. I'm saying, how is an atheist going to view a Christian prayer though? Isn't that how they should feel? Of course they'll feel that way. That's what I'm saying. He's such an idiot. He doesn't understand in his mind. Well, an atheist is wrong though. I'm right. He doesn't understand that what are the possibilities? You know, there's a, there's a billion, 1.2 billion Muslims who would disagree with his country ass. Yeah, that's for sure. And, and the, they and would do a little more than disagree. I the think. establishment clause of the Constitution and the First Amendment, it, 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 it is about the government not establishing a religion like in England. They have the Church of England, which the the taxpayers support. They subsidize the Church of England. We don't have that here. That's not what we, the way we do things. We do it the right way, son. So, anyway, get that fucking clown out of office. What's his name again? Bogdosian? Al Bedrosian. Bedrosian. Ugh. Asshat extraordinaire. So, moving on, we're just going to go a little bit south to North Carolina. If you haven't heard... Clay Aiken murdered his congressional opponent, his congressional primary opponent. No, no, no. What? His opponent was just found dead, miraculously. Uh, No. Yeah. I I think Clay Aiken, I think he'd killed him. Uh, In fact, I don't know that you know. We've got a world exclusive here. I wish I had music for world exclusive. We don't, but it's a world exclusive right here on I Doubt It with Dollamore. I'm Jesse Dollimore. <laughs> How shitty was that? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Okay. Right here on I Doubt It with Dollimore, we've got a world exclusive proof. It's almost 
a confession letter from Clay Aiken that he murdered Keith Crisco. North Carolina businessman Keith Crisco, a Democrat who ran for Congress against former American Idol star Clay Aiken, was found dead at his house Monday, his, ca- his company and campaign said. An employee at the company Crisco co-founded in his campaign each said he suffered a fall, but did mm-hmm. not immediately pr- provide further details. Crisco was 71. So he probably just fell because he's old. Or he was pushed. That's what you keep trying to say. Well, I tell you what. You listen to the proof and you tell me. I have more than that, but that should be sufficient. He's saying it's kind of like OJ's book, If I Did It. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly like that. OJ was going to write a book called If I Did It and then p- spell it out how the murder That's took place. That's not suspicious at all. So, Right, right. So this is what Clay Aiken did. He just did it before the fact. That if I was invisible, I could watch you in your room. He did it very, very before the fact. No. He knew. He had this all in mind. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So... He's saying, if I was invisible, I could watch you in your room. I could be there and watch what you're doing in your house. And that's what he did to this guy. Saw your face in the crowd. I call out your name. You don't hear a sound. So he's following this guy. He's following him everywhere. I'm telling you, that's what's happening. He is following this guy around. He sees him and he's calling out his name. But the guy can't hear him because he's being too quiet. Sounds like Clay Aiken's into this guy, though. It, well, I you don't I don't know. I don't know. There's bigger age differences. I keep tracing your steps. Each move that you make. Wish I could read what goes through your mind. Right there. I'm tracing your steps. He's following him around in his house, watching what he does. And he wishes he could read his mind. We're going to get sued. No, this is it. If you're listening and you're a North Carolina prosecutor, you need to take heed to this. And seriously, we we need to get to the bottom of this. I just want to dance and jam out to this song. It's taking me back. So now he's reaching out to push him down the stairs. And he doesn't even see him. Oh, so this is where the fall comes in. Yeah. And then he wraps it up. You know, he wraps it up with. God, that's the greatest song of all time. Case closed. Case fucking closed. Clay Aiken murdered Keith Crisco. Allegedly. Yeah, it's unfortunate because Crisco had been vying for the Democratic nomination for U.S. House against Aiken in the state's 2nd Congressional District. The contest was without an official winner nearly a week after the primary election. Aiken led Crisco by fewer than 400 votes. Wow. So it was very close. They were still trying to count things down and announce an official winner, and then he croaked. Or was killed. Well, 
I guess we could just leave it up to the audience to make up their own mind. Yeah. But congratulations, Clay Aiken. You're uh Oh yeah, he won, everybody. Well, he won the primary. So now he'll be in the general election against a Republican in North Carolina. Yes. And this coming election, this midterm, isn't looking good for the Democrats. Because Obama shit the bed with Obamacare, the Ameri- the Affordable Care Act, and it's not looking good for that guy. I don't know what to say, but but I guess we're going to have to wrap it up. It is now officially 417 degrees in here. It for sure is. I'm dying right now. And uh, I I normally weigh about 265 pounds. I'm five foot tall. <laughs> 265 pounds. And uh, I think I probably am down to about 150 pounds. Yeah. It's I'm a, like it's a, a norm. I'm a normal sized guy now. Yeah, you are. Yeah, it's nice. You so, look good. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's, oh, it's very sweet of you. You're welcome. So we are going to wrap up this episode. We appreciate you listening very much. We appreciate you tuning in to the world exclusive of Clay Aiken admitting murder. It's only right here can you find that kind of information, and we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, We are still begging for your iTunes reviews. Uh, We have had a few choice, very funny ones that are great. We really appreciate the, the supporting the show. Like I said before, it's the least you can do because this is fucking free. We're giving you hours of entertainment free of charge. And I'm sweating my dick off doing it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore. And this has been I Doubt. He's got AIDS. It's all the media. And when he had those AIDS, 